Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, an LYF podcast series where we provide our insights, thoughts, and experiences on self-love exploration. My name is JR, Technology Coordinator and Board Member for the Love Yourself Foundation. And my name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. And welcome to episode five. We are one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Rep- okay. No. It's fine. No, it's all no, right. It- Wrong, maybe generation thing. Uh, I, I don't got, know. Okay. Uh, generational talks. We'll put that on the list <laughs> for the next episode. Welcome to episode five, everybody. Welcome, welcome. We are in this, like the second part of the way there, finishing four episodes. We're a third of the way done. I know. And we have another episode coming up where we have a guest, and that'll be our first guest. And we have some more things to discuss, and we're chugging along over here. Working through it. We just began our. 12 week year and we're about to reflect a little bit on that jr oh boy, here we go because i i have some things i need to discuss <laughs> discuss get it off your shoulders okay little therapy session here okay. here's my thoughts so far love the structure and i definitely with putting all the things in place feel almost like homework like i have to do them and, sure. and they're on my mind now that they're all written down but i still find myself struggling to complete tasks. I don't know if you really... I'm glad you said um, it first. Yes. <laughs> I just noticed this week, I started off strong cool. and I had some things getting done. But I noticed that if I just wasn't having the best day or was feeling tired, that without having like any systems or a backup in place, like I just let it fall through because right. I just didn't have the energy to make it happen. It was almost like a, yeah, I know I should, but I'm too tired right now to put in that extra effort because I don't have the things ready for me kind of thing, sure. which is why I'm excited about today's episode because it talks about setting up those sort of systems. But I just noticed that like, as we're on Sunday, reflecting on how we're going to change up moving forward we're only one one out of 12 yeah. of the way there so there's still time to change i had a good week i was able to work out a few times i even went to a hot pilates class nice. and it was very difficult but i i just noticed that if i was struggling i was just like you know what screw it tomorrow's yeah <laughs> yeah and i go. just just didn't do anything i was like it's okay let's just let it fall through so i, I definitely noticed that as i, I move forward i want to make sure to better set myself up by like having those 
things in place that if I'm really just tired and I don't want to do a lot of things or don't have maximal effort that I have that in place to help me still accomplish the task, almost like a safety net. Yeah. No, I think that's something that we have to take note of too, because as we continue on throughout this path, especially with the 12 week year is to give ourselves some leniency. This is still something that's new to us and we're just introducing it to our workflows for our life that we got to be kinder to ourselves. It takes time to put change into place and to make things work out, especially if they're brand new. I'm with you on that as well. There are some things that I didn't really tackle when it came to the week as far as one of my goals, which was selling things, flipping things again. There's a couple of items that I put off to the side, but I could have done better. There's a lot more stuff that's in here that I can flip. I did end up running a new event for RGC, which is great. Already, look at you. It helps when we already had it planned a couple of weeks <laughs> in advance before this started. But you know what? I'm going to count that as a win. Almost yeah. like a, a pre-win before you do the actual like full right. start to finish. Exactly. Thing. Obviously, couldn't have done it without the, the rest of the team, but... Everybody had a great time out at the Shriners Open golf tournament that was here in town. It was just nice to do something a little bit different than we normally do. And I think that was part of one of the goals for doing a new event is just to get out of that comfort zone, see who's going to show up. Because you never know with these events if anyone's going to show up. Last year, when we tried to do something like this, only two people showed up, myself and my friend Steve. So for us to have seven, eight people show up there and have a great time, it was a huge success. So... I think it's one of those things that little wins, small wins will show you that there is a a bigger purpose of what you're doing. For sure. Even though that was a success and the other goal wasn't, we're still working at it. And I think that, again, it's important to realize that it's going to take time. And I'm taking the time to identify like what will help me. Like I haven't posted the core desire feelings anywhere. I want to put those up. And just have those like main goals outlined and oriented for me to see every day. So in the events where I'm like, I'm taking the easy route of not doing it, I can read that and be like, this thing that I'm putting off is like a five, 10 minute task. Just do it kind of thing. So here's to a better week. We'll see next week what it's like. But just wanted to check in and see how it was for you as well. Yeah, I I think this is really cool to actually hear because with this podcast and for us individually, we want to be honest when it comes to these kind of things. And I think that the honesty actually ends what we're trying to do, especially with those who are listening, because everyone is probably going through the same thing too. So I'm sure that those that are listening can relate to what we're dealing with, but we're in it together. So the more that we can be honest with each other, (laughs) I think the better it's going to be. With us trying to feed off of each other, I think this actually helps, even though we're not totally where we want to start. We know that we're still working through it together. We're not giving up on it. Yeah, it's like a reassurance of just, hey, we're both falling off a little bit but doesn't mean that it's over we're just gonna keep going so 11 more weeks to get it together <laughs> more weeks. that's a long time but a short time at the same time we're already one week done yeah. but just like that i know all right super wild but that brings to today's episode which is really meaningful to me and i think it's a good way to bring us back to what those goals we set are and how to complete them We're going over making your mornings count today. Very important. Very important. And it's been something that my whole life, honestly, I feel like I have been the kind of person to push sleeping 
quite literally as long as possible and rush getting ready and then getting started with my day. We're going to talk about why that's not the best way to start your day and the best way to really maximize the time that you have as well. Yeah, and I would have to agree. It is very difficult for me to wake up in the morning and kind of get that day started. But the few times that I was able to wake up super early, realize how much I can get done. So much. And why I don't just do that normally, I don't know. It's probably because I fall asleep around two o'clock in the morning. But you know what? I don't what? know how you do it. I don't know. We got to change some stuff. And I think this episode is going to help not only us, but everyone who's listening too. For sure. I think we're just bouncing back and forth here with a couple things. So I think what we'll get started on is the concept of your time energy. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. And basically, this is a concept that says that during different parts of the day, you have different energy amounts, almost like you're charging your phone to make it really simple. So after you sleep, you wake up and you're at your 100% battery. All things aside, you should be getting eight hours of sleep. So as long as you're reaching that, you should be charged 100%. But taking in that kind of analogy or metaphor, if you don't get enough sleep, you're not starting your day at maximum energy and that needs to be taken into account as well. But let's say all things perfect, we're getting enough sleep and we're waking up with 100% energy. As we go throughout the day, we have less and less energy. And this concept says that you should prioritize your tasks for when you have the most energy in the day and taking that into consideration. I have the belief that we wake up and that's where most of our energy is. And I'll talk about why I feel that way in a minute, contrary to what the concept says. But basically it says you should take into account where the lulls are in your day. So where you drop off and where you find your most productive and schedule your hardest tasks and your easiest tasks in those times. So for me, I noticed that when I start work at 9 a.m., about one, two, ish i really fall off (laughs) and i'm like wow we have three more hours let's get through it and with that it says to make sure that the easiest tasks that you have to schedule during those times so you're you obviously don't have much energy but you can still get it done because they're simple tasks to do Mm -hmm. and to schedule out throughout your day that way to allow you to still be productive and make sure that you're taking those things to account and allowing yourself to be tired or unmotivated, but still allow you to accomplish your tasks. And I think this concept is so important because as we are setting these goals and having these things we want to do, taking into account how we can monitor our day to have those tasks be accomplished and really moving forward to say, for me, I know that I can't rely on myself going to the gym after work. Like it's just not happening because I don't always know how drained my battery will be by the time I'm done depends on how much interaction I'm doing, how much thinking I'm doing. And so if I'm like, oh, I'll go after work and then after work, my battery's 15%. That's what I'm talking about where I'm like, eh, tomorrow. Yeah. And that's not the place I want to be in. And I guess the place that you shouldn't have to be in of letting those things slide just because you scheduled your time, not in accordance to your best efforts. Yeah. And it's funny because when I was doing research for this episode, it came about that same concept. Brian Tracy, author of Eat That Frog, suggests doing the hardest thing first before anything else. Eat that frog first. The one thing that you want to really tackle, something that's going to be time consuming, just like you said, do that first. And I don't typically think about that. I just wake up, get ready, and then just do the day as I see fit. But realizing that if you just flip the script a little bit and Focus your efforts on the hardest thing first. Not only is it easier for you to go about your day with all your other tasks now that hardest thing is done, but I also think that it 
gives you the biggest accomplishment of the day, knowing that, all right, this thing that was going to take me a lot of time or a lot of effort, a lot of brain power is now finished. Now I feel like there's a weight that's lifted off my shoulders and I can focus on what I can get done for the rest of the day. I feel like it's super motivating to finish a big thing first and be like, wow, what else can I do throughout the day? Because that was like the big thing that I was looking forward to. And I finished that. So what else? And it starts that like propelling momentum for you. Yeah. And I've had a conversation with my friend Romel when we worked together for almost 20 years now. And his mentality when he gets to the office is the same way is do all of your work in the very beginning of the day. So that way in the afternoon, you can just relax. And if there's things that come up, it, it doesn't feel stressed out. Same concept of just really focusing all your efforts in the morning to get those things that are hindering you from moving on, get that out of the way. So that way, once 11, 30, 12 p.m. ends up hitting, you can take on new things or focus that brain power onto to something else that, that isn't going to be so time consuming. Yeah. And there's two things that really stem off of that. The first thing that I'll point out is the first point I brought up is what if I did not get enough sleep? And in the process of working on yourself, your self-love, your growth, you need to start taking into consideration what you're prioritizing and how you need to be flexible with that. I think that when I look at my sleep schedule, I go the opposite way and I'll sleep on average, like if I looked at the past three months, even 10 hours minimum. And I tell myself like what I want to do moving forward is cut myself off at eight hours no matter what and say you like realistically don't need more sleep. And that's where I think napping can come into place. But I think that there is a thing of, of oversleeping and telling yourself that you don't need the ample amount of time because that can also offset your battery of course but if I go to bed at 9 p.m that means I should be waking up at 5 a.m and be refreshed (laughs) does it feel that way not necessarily but I was reading a lot about how your body has patterns to it and when you offset the pattern of when you're going to sleep it does throw off the quality of sleep that you're getting Um, so it's good to be consistent with when you're going to sleep each night. And so I think my goal moving forward is to be consistent about that, which is a little bit difficult because of some nights I work till 10 p.m. And then obviously that throws my days off a little bit there. But trying to stay as consistent as possible to at least staying to that seven, eight hours instead of nine, 10, 11 going way off there would be helpful. Yeah. And your schedule is quite unique to say the least with you working seven days a week how do you find that time to to just cut things off and go to sleep are you just that tired where it's super easy for you to go to bed or is it one of those things where you have to really quote unquote schedule that time for yourself of like all right this is i have to go to bed at this time because i know i have to be at my next job at whatever time it is yeah i think that i was really bad at this when i was younger I was the kind of person just not, and I would have to wake up at 5.30 a.m. And I don't know how I did it. When I was in high school, I would not have any recollection of when I'm going to sleep. I would just do it whenever I felt like it. And then I got to college. And for some reason, I think it just clicked for me that in order to 
do what I need to do and really maximize my productivity and my retention of knowledge, I need to be making sure that I get enough sleep, which is surprising because college students always say they don't get enough. But I really knew how draining it was. And even in college, I was doing seven classes. I was working. I was trying to do as much as possible. So I knew that in order to be able to do all the things I wanted to, I needed to make sure I was getting enough sleep. And not necessarily that I was scheduling it, but more so that I was prioritizing the health in order to obtain the goal that I was looking for. So I think now with working seven days a week, there are some nights where I'm not necessarily exhausted where I'm like it's an easy fall asleep but it's a I'm comfortable with just going I can sometimes go to bed 8 39 some nights it's 12 I don't ever like to let it go that far but just looking at if I want to accomplish these things tomorrow and there's never a day where I'm like no (laughs) there's never a day where I'm like yeah I'm okay with getting five hours of sleep like it's okay so I think that I've just always had that mindset of trying to convince myself that if I want to work in my best and feel like my best, which I think is more important, is like feeling healthy, feeling well rested, Mm -hmm. that I need to make sure that I'm getting enough rest. Yeah, I feel the same way too when it comes to the health aspect of it. I do notice for the past maybe six months, maybe even a year or so, I definitely feel a difference in my health now that I haven't been getting as much sleep. I tried to attribute it to insomnia when the pandemic happened when we were in quarantine, being in the house every single day, played with my head a little bit, not knowing exactly when the right time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. But then as things had progressed, it just became the norm of only getting four hours of sleep, three hours of sleep sometimes. And knowing that is not good, but for some reason, just convincing myself that, yeah, okay, I can do this. I can operate with this amount of sleep, which is incorrect. Definitely (laughs) struggling throughout the day, trying to substitute coffee to wake myself up and just a lot of kind of bad habits when it comes to, to sleep. But I do notice that when I do at least get six hours of sleep, as soon as I wake up, I feel rested. I'm ready to go. So there is definitely that, that benefit that's there when you can Mm -hmm. find the time to do it. But I was always curious about your schedule, so working seven days a week, because for me, I work Monday through Friday, eight to five. So everything is pretty much the same every single day. But mm-hmm. for some reason, that sleep schedule is all over the place. Yeah, there are, I, I will say, and we'll go into that, ways that I notice where I won't feel as tired. And like for me, that means I probably didn't go to the gym that day and I need to find some other way to exhaust or putting that effort into reading or some sort of mind work so that I am putting myself into a state where I need to be rested. There's also a lot of talk about whether you should be on your phone or not before you go to bed. And I'm, I've always struggled with the idea of not touching your phone for an hour before you sleep. (laughs) And I know that's always recommended to get enough sleep. I'm not someone that struggles to go to sleep, so it's not something I worry about. But I definitely know people that have said like that has worked wonders for them as well. Yeah, definitely should probably adopt that mentality because I think that's where primarily why I stay up so Mm -hmm. late is because of the phone, of TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. I'm pretty sure other people have the same issue too. But I can see how, of course, just dropping that and maybe just picking up a book instead or reading words on a page would ease that mind a little bit. There's not a lot of stimulation that comes with that. I think that's really where it comes out to is stimulating your mind a little bit too much when you're supposed to be going to sleep because there's so many things to look at, so many things to watch. But yeah, putting the phone down for sure, it could definitely have some benefit. Yeah. So the second thing I wanted to go into, obviously talking about how if you want to set yourself up for success, you need enough sleep. I would say six hours is a good minimum. Yeah. And some of the research I've been doing is 
the most successful entrepreneurs minimum is six hours whether or not that works for everybody you have to test it out for yourself but i think there is some truth to that but the other thing of how do you wake up (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) which i think is the harder part of the two (laughs) yes a hundred percent which i think is going to be at the bulk of the episode is it's a struggle sometimes and the thing is for me i know i'm getting 10 hours of sleep nine hours of sleep and so i wake up and for me, I'm like, there's no reason for me to keep sleeping. And I'll tell myself that. I'll say, you've slept well enough. Why do you want to stay in bed? And there's obviously a number of reasons that I want to go through and discuss what you have to do to make these mornings count because it is such an integral time. But before I do that, I wanted to talk about the idea of a morning person versus a night owl. Because for the longest time, I was a night owl. I think I misconstrued that idea because I thought since I did all my work at night that meant I was a night owl and that I was like okay I do all my homework after school and so I'm staying up until 11 12 doing an essay and I get it done so maybe I'm a night owl or that's when all my free time is I just stay up and I'm not waking up before 5 a.m that's wild (laughs) and so I convinced myself for the longest time that's when I had my peak energy And again, I think it really plays into when you're going to bed and having that time. But starting in August, I, which I haven't been doing, I'll put that disclaimer out first, but I did try this out for about two weeks where I woke up at 5am no matter what. Okay. And even if I like wasn't working till 1pm that day, I would wake up at five and I was doing the miracle morning routine, which I think I referenced in a past season before, but I'll go over that today, which is basically you wake up at 5 a.m. every day and you go through this list basically of things you need to accomplish in your morning. And that list is 10 minutes of meditation, okay, 10 minutes of affirmations, 10 minutes of visualization. So setting yourself up for the day, visualizing what you want to accomplish, where you want to be, where you see yourself, not only today, but in the future. 10 minutes of exercise, but a lot of people in the kind of routine just do the hour of exercise while they're there. But oftentimes I've seen it it be like a quick like move around and work out, maybe yoga, something like that. 10 minutes of reading and 10 minutes of writing where you would journal out. And so you would have to accomplish these things every morning starting at 5 a.m. You'd wake up and do them all and it would set up your day that way. And the first day was hard. (laughs) I did wake up though, no problem, but it was a little bit weird to be like, I don't even work for a while. What am I doing? (laughs) But you realize when you have that ample time, I think for me, what I realized is, wow, I'm not utilizing all of the time that I have. And when I'm waking up this early, I do have my most energy. And I gave for those two weeks, it was so nice to give myself time to indulge in those things that I was interested in and do writing and work through books and get those workouts in. And I was accomplishing it very often. And then I was like, one day I was like, I'm going to sleep till six instead. And I fell off from there. Okay. Which I'm not saying that 5am is like the number to stick to, but I do think there is such value in waking up 60 to 90 minutes before you regularly would. Mm -hmm. Because I think that you just automatically set the routine of giving yourself exactly enough time that you know you need and giving yourself an hour and a half more before that to give yourself time for those things that you're not giving yourself time for throughout the day. Yeah. And which is why so many people say that the miracle morning is so revolutionary for them because they're actually giving themselves that time to progress and grow in their life, which is amazing. And what I saw is when I exercised in the morning, like 
I was starting my day off so great. And I just felt so like rejuvenated and ready for the day. I felt so productive. I was so excited. And that's something that since then, even though I, I'm not waking up at five, I wake up at six, six thirty now. Yeah. That I notice I will put those things that are hard for me, like going to the gym in the morning and try to schedule those tasks in. And so with this past week, with me not completing all those tasks, I think that what I'm going to adjust to is scheduling those habits that I want to form for the morning time and not for an any time of the day accomplished thing. Because I like know I want to complete the habits, but making sure I put them at the time that I know I'm most likely to do it. And that's when I have the most energy. That's smart. Because now you are taking control of the situation where you know that you have been successful in the morning time before in the past, that putting those goals, those tasks that you want to get done in the morning is going to be the most beneficial for you. So I think that's great. And I think for everyone who's listening too, is that you can make those adjustments in your life that you just need to figure out how it would work best for your particular situation. I know that a past version of JR a long, long time ago used to go to the gym at 4.30 in the morning for months. Where that dude is, I have no <laughs> idea. But he's gone. He's yeah, long. He's I somewhere. mean, he's still somewhere yeah, in, he's there. in there. He's there. But that, I felt the greatest I've ever felt in my life. I was going to the gym pretty religiously. I knew what my routine was in the morning, every single morning. It didn't matter what time I went to bed the night prior. I knew that when my alarm goes off, I'm getting out of bed, I'm putting on the gym clothes on, I'm going to the gym. And when I came back home after the gym, I felt super pumped. Yeah, it's a great feeling. I'm going to work, I'm taking care of business and whatever I needed to do, but I was locked in and there something to be said about that about waking up early or what we think is early and really utilizing that time and i want to start doing that also especially the reading part and journaling part i always tell myself that i'm going to put that throughout the day but stuff happens and then Mm -hmm. goes by the wayside so if i leave my ipad where i journal all the time and my book that i want to read right on top of my uh, preparing yourself for success just Mm -hmm. preparing myself so as soon as i wake up my hour and a half is dedicated to that kind of stuff instead of an hour and a half of me pressing the snooze button until Mm -hmm. i'm ready to wake up and what else i've been trying to do and i've actually been trying I, i wrote out when I was doing the research of how I want to change my morning, one change that I made in my room specifically is, especially with daylight savings time about to start, I need to wake up by 6.30 a.m. So I have smart lights that are in my bedroom. And what I've done is at six o'clock, the lights will start to dim to a sunrise kind of lighting, right? And this was the study that was shown is that if you can set that up to where it's 30 minutes before you're supposed to wake up, your body will naturally start to come out of that sleep state and and naturally get up where right now, all I have is six alarms and five (laughs) of the alarms I'm trying to shut off. (laughs) Who else can relate? I know y'all can relate. I want you all to put in the comment section after you listen to this, how many alarms you have on your phone to get yourself up. But for the past couple of days, it's actually been working and I have been able to get up at 630 and not feel groggy, not feel really sleepy. And I have been very adamant about only having one alarm now. Mm-hmm. So I am, I guess, tricking myself or hacking myself to to realize like, all right, there is no snooze button. There is no like other alarm. Yeah, conditioning myself to wake up at 630 because if you don't, a lot of bad stuff can happen. You'd be late for work, all kinds of things. So 
that is definitely one change that I have been implementing. And I think that is actually working. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. A big part of the Miracle Morning, and I wish I brought the book so I could read it like verbatim, but it talks about the idea of think about you waking up and looking at your alarm and saying, ugh, like you're telling your brain you would rather not be starting your day right now. And can you think about how that sets your day up? Like you're starting up with wow i just i would rather not be living yeah exactly and that's horrible it's terrible and when i read that i was like wow that's quite the way to put it in a perspective that you're starting your day off by telling yourself that you'd rather not and how are you supposed to be productive how are you supposed to be happy right throughout your day when that's how you're starting it and you're already like man i'm putting this off like let me turn back off for a couple hours and so when i read that i was like wow that put it in perspective for me and that's why i was able to get up at 5 a.m so consistently for so long and i think now too i'm really good at doing the one alarm kind of thing the alarm is just not early enough (laughs) (laughs) but you know we're working on it we're We're working working on it it. that is really enlightening to understand that too because waking up in reality is a gift not everybody is granted that opportunity to wake up the next day we don't nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow but the fact that you're waking up and upset already of just oh my, i gotta get up to work i have to go do this i have to go do that you should be thankful that you imagine get waking that. up and being like yes i'm awake again i've slept what can i accomplish today what can the world give me today yeah and having that mindset obviously easier said than done but just thinking about that each day is so helpful for me yeah just sure life happens and not every day is going to be perfect but just realizing as soon as that alarm goes off or as soon as you get a little peek of the sunlight coming through the window it's going to be okay it's going to be a good day right another day to tackle that's it a couple things i wanted to talk about with the alarm and getting up i do the apple like sleep alarm specifically the ones that are like they ease you into it and they build a little bit love those i do the little morning chirping ones nice Which is really nice. But another thing that I like to do is schedule my Alexa. And so there's different ways you can schedule the Alexa. Sorry if I'm triggering yours in your room right now. But you can set it up. So at a certain time, you can like one, make it your alarm. But two, have it like do a bunch of things for you. So you can have it start with playing a song to get you out of bed. It can tell you the news for the day, what the weather is going to look like for the day, any reminders it can read off to you. And I've been trying to utilize that more as well because it starts waking you up because you have to listen to those things. But also it's preparing you almost like an assistant and saying, hi, welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) You're out of the sick world. Yeah, good morning. And it does say that. It's good morning. Here's the things that you wanted to accomplish today. Now here's your favorite song. Welcome back. And it makes it more fun for me. And so I wanted to share that kind of aspect of it as well i love that if you have the means to do something like that i think that's really beneficial and important that is probably something i'm going to think about too i think the way that i have it set up is that i have to tell it good morning and then it will give me everything but if i'm just waking up i'd much rather it just tell me what's going on you can cue it for at this time start this process or when the alarm goes off that kind of thing yeah Yeah, that's awesome really cool some other things that i saw is to get out of bed as soon as your alarm goes off. And 
I really struggle with that because I'm like, it's so comfortable. And as it gets closer to winter too, it gets really hard to get out. That's always the hardest time for me to get out of bed is during the winter time. It's just, it just feels so good. Mm -hmm. The bed is warm, just all snuggled in, got my 18 pillows around me. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to leave this place. I know. I wish I could schedule the thermostat warm up. That would be. As it gets closer to when I'm ready to wake up. Waiting for this advanced technology to be created. Another thing is to... Take a cold shower in the morning and work out, of course. I obviously have been working out and that wakes me up for the day. I'm very tired getting dressed and getting ready to go. But once I'm there, I feel really good. Cold showers have been something that I've always been scared of. There's so much health benefits to it. Yes. Really wild, the kind of things that it can do, but it's cold. (laughs) It wakes you up, that's for sure. (laughs) Yes, it does. I have been trying to incorporate that. There have been stints where I was able to do cold showers. I've done the Wim Hof ice bath once before and that was definitely an experience. They're so fun. But yes, there there is definitely some benefits of that and I've noticed that so what I've been doing is when I start my shower, it is warm. Get things done, do the hair, all that stuff, and then when I'm ready to rinse off, that's when I turn it to the cold. That's what actually I do too. Yeah. So that has actually been better. Uh, that That's actually worked for me better than what I was doing before, which was just a cold shower the, from the start to the end. And that's not good. You got to build like your that. way up. Yeah, I got to build my way up. Yeah. Definitely been trying to do that a little bit more. Yeah. It wakes you up. You know, it's, it, I don't have to rely on coffee or a double shot of espresso, right? As soon as I wake up, I just hop in the shower and I'm ready to go. Wide awake, <laughs> for sure. I want to talk about working out in the morning as well. Because I think if there's anything that you're going to do in the morning, that's something that I actually read is better to do in the morning in general than it is at night. And it said that you release serotonin and norepinephrine. Okay. Big fancy word Big words, big words. But basically, both of these neurotransmitters help enhance your ability to deal with stress in your life. It also helps you become more creative and productive in your day. So obviously, starting your day working out and being able to increase those inside of your brain will help you combat challenges easier throughout the day, have a better approach throughout the day, feel happier, which is so important. And I know that when I go to the gym, I definitely feel that relief as well. A lot of people say it's a big stress relief, but I think that it's a good way to start your day that way to almost set up that kind of barrier for you that nothing can stop you. Yeah, 100%. When I was working out early in the morning, it did set me up for that. My mind was clear. Felt The big thing was the stress, I think. For majority of people, including myself, there's a lot of stress in your life, in your world, whatever it may be, that having that exercise to get it out, whether it's an hour, 30 minutes, and whatever it is that you're doing, definitely does clear the mind a little bit. And I know that the times I've done a workout in the morning, it definitely did have that effect on me and something I want to incorporate a little bit more too. Yeah, what I noticed too is what helps me make sure that I do that is going to a planned class at a gym. Where if I don't go, then I'm getting charged for not showing. Okay. Because then I'm like, I don't want to lose $20. Like I have to get up then and go to it. And it always feels good after, but it's like a, almost like a consequence initiative (laughs) to get through it. But it's helpful for me. It's a work. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. That's the method that I've been going with. And obviously that's not an everyday thing, but on days when I know that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be struggling that day to, to yeah. make it work. Been trying to do that and just make it more of a fun process to be able to try new things and force myself to get out there. 
yeah, that's important to mention too, is make these processes fun or make them obtainable. Don't try to set something in the morning that is going to be super, super difficult right out the get-go to achieve because then we'll be right back to square one. And I think that I've done that numerous times of setting myself up for failure just because I am a little overzealous of the things that I want to incorporate, where if you just start small, those easy wins like we were talking about before, it's important. Definitely. The last thing on my sheet anyway is the ease of routines. And I also mentioned this at the beginning, but making sure everything that you need is accessible to you and set up in a space that makes that easier for you to accomplish. And so definitely when I'm looking back on my 12-week year and looking at the things I want to accomplish moving forward, making sure that I have the spaces set up, that I have my wardrobe set up, that all my gym clothes are all in one place, that everything that I need to do the things I want to are there for me and I have those backup things in place to accomplish it especially too with tasks that like don't need to be hard to achieve I just sometimes don't have the effort that I place those motivations there that I demonstrate those core desired feelings there so I'm able to give myself that boost when otherwise I wouldn't have it and what's cool about that is it trickles down to other things in your life too where you are trying to make sure that your wardrobe is set up also provides more organization in your life as well that these things that we are trying to incorporate can have an adverse effect Mm. and actually have more benefit than you would realize on the face value of everything so i think that's really cool definitely what else do you got for us actually you hit quite a bit of the stuff that (laughs) i put on but there are a few things that are on here that i looked up when it comes to adding new things to your morning one of those things is listening to something inspirational anecdotal or empowering quotes to boost your mentality boost your mood early in the morning one of the things that i put on here is listen to a inspirational podcast uh if possible not trying to (laughs) put that out there but the conversation is pretty good and really in my head it's more of just trying to stay off of social media Mm -hmm. there's a lot of inspirational things that you can they can look at and that you can watch on instagram on tiktok but we want to try to pull ourselves away from getting sucked into to that endless scrolling mentality Mm -hmm. right that if you had a episode or a show that you like to listen to as a podcast i think that can be really beneficial for you as well also another thing is writing down gratitude something that i haven't done before i think that's a great way to start your day actually i've never thought about doing gratitude in the morning i i think i always look at looking back on my day so i think about Mm -hmm. it being at night but starting your day off by thinking like what am i thankful for puts you in that kind of comforting yeah yeah exactly so asking yourself what are you thankful for and the benefit of that is that it becomes your mind becomes more open to optimism Mm. and gives you some inspiration for the day of uh, just realizing there are things in my life that are really good. I want to write these down and, and show myself what I'm thankful for. And that kind of jumpstarts your day of just being okay with what's going on in, the, in your life and how you want to tackle that day. So I think that that's really cool. and something I want to put into my routine as well. I like that. I think a lot of people would benefit from that. One interesting thing that I did look up is something that Steve Jobs did when he was still alive is asking yourself the very difficult question that question is if today was the last day of your life would you still want to do what you're about to do today and asking yourself that question gives you a different perspective and introduces new opportunities in your life i don't know that i would want to go to the gym if it was (laughs) 
That's some honesty coming out right there. <laughs> Do I want to spend my last day at the gym? I don't... Which I think I thought that was going to spark a discussion when it comes to that is that it, if it is those things that you're doing doesn't bring you joy, would you really want to stop Fill them? your day too with yeah. them every day. Wow. Yeah. So I think where that kind of brought it out for me was what you're doing with your career, what your job, what you're doing for that and asking yourself that question, is this something I want to keep doing? that maybe that will spark a new opportunity in your head of, oh, I'm really passionate about this thing, or I've always wanted to do this thing, that it jogs that mind of putting you in a different light. And I think we've talked about this throughout the couple episodes that we've been doing of just trying to find your passion and really trying to go after those kind of ideas that if you just ask yourself in the morning, every morning, Maybe there is something that you've always wanted to do, but just never thought of or never had the time for that. Maybe that could put you in a different path. And you're saying Steve Jobs did this. That's what the research was saying. Yes. Wow. Maybe uh, there's something to that, obviously, then. Pretty successful at Apple. I would say. uh, Whether or not that is 100% true, I'd have to do more research on that. But that's where it had come from. That's where it stemmed from. And Hmm. if he was doing that every morning, and you know how many shifts within that company, within his lifestyle, within his entire world, maybe it is something that we should be thinking about. Definitely. So yeah, that was pretty much what was on my list uh, of things to try to do in the morning to empower you and to get your morning started off right. And I'm definitely going to try to do some of these things. What do you think is like your top two implementation for this (sighs) second week here? Top two, already doing one, and that's changing the lights and doing the one alarm, which is huge because I wasn't doing that before and I noticed a benefit of doing that. I think exercise. Mm. And when it comes to exercise, I'm really thinking about light stuff. Maybe just doing stretching, 10 minute stretch, or maybe a little bit of yoga, or maybe even just a little like push ups, 10 push ups, 10 pull ups, that kind of thing, just to get the body moving to make my, my, joints not hurt as much because at this old age it's difficult it's not even the alarms it's just my back hurts trying to get out of the bed now <laughs> i think that's it <laughs> yeah that if i can incorporate that maybe that will get me in that old mindset that we, when i was going to the gym at 4 30 in the morning maybe that will jog some stuff and i think that's all just going to kind of trickle down to me wanting to write more me wanting to read more within that hour and a half span that i'm trying to give myself so that's really what i'm trying to focus on What about you? Mine are probably going to be, this is what we're going to talk about next week. I'm going to say eight hours max of sleep and making sure that when I, and it's cool because the Apple alarm like shows you how much hours of sleep you're getting if you schedule it out. And so I'll make sure it doesn't go over eight hours and see what that, where that puts me. And then I think the second one is going to be doing that hardest task in the beginning of the day and opening up my planner first thing and saying, okay, what do I want to accomplish today? And making that the first kind of priority for accomplishing my day hopefully i can get some exercise in there as well because that's of course part of the goal but we'll talk about it next week and see what happens yeah i'm excited about that but i just want to make sure that everybody knows including ourselves as well when i was doing the research one of the important things that they wanted to point out is don't beat yourself up Uh, be kind to yourself when implementing these changes flexible be flexible they say that one to four days of not doing that thing is okay you're still trying to get into the mode. You're still trying to get into that routine that be be kind to yourself. Be lenient on yourself. Don't beat yourself up that you miss one day and then, you know. Progress, uh, not perfection. It. Exactly. 
Now to the last part, and perhaps the best part, the quote of the day. If we ever have a routine, that's consistent. It's this. It's never failed us, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What's your quote? My quote today is a very interesting one, a little bit of a make you think. It is, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems by James Carter. Wow. Yeah. I When I read that, I was like, how fitting. But it really makes sense to when you're not accomplishing things, you're falling back on those, how str- strong your habits are, how strong your foundation is. Right. And it makes me want to make sure that I really build those systems to be able to support me in those instances. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, my quote is, sleep is the best meditation by the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Having that sleep, being able to just not have your mind go all over the place and just being able to finally relax and just fall into that sleep, I think is important. And Preaching to the choir here. Yeah. I know that all too well. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was about to say, the ones that are listening that are with me that are lacking the amount of sleep that they need, how beautiful it is to get those hours in. And like you had mentioned before, man, a good nap. As a kid, hated naps. Don't put me to sleep. I want to just I wanna all play. Day. I want to play all day. <laughs> now, a nice 30-minute nap here and there. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I love it. I love it. So sleep is meditation. Love that. And another great episode. And with that, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what you're going to do to spice up your morning. Oh, spice it up. I'm trying to spice it up. (laughs) Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.